Welcome to the Ask Andrew podcast. Real questions from real condo investors. You ask, I answer. Hi, and welcome back to the show. Thanks for listening to this podcast. I hope you're enjoying these episodes. On today's episode, we have Paul, and Paul is wondering about how to use the equity in his home to invest in pre-construction condos. So we talked about that and strategies, specific strategies around using your equity, using your uh, home equity line of credit, in this case, to invest in pre-construction and how that looks like and what kind of things you need to think about and consider. So you hear that conversation in just a moment. If you'd like to be on the show, if you have a question that you'd like to ask me, I'd be happy to chat with you. So just go to askandrewpodcast.com and click the button, ask a question, and you can set up a time where we can chat and I can answer your questions about condo investing. So without further delay, here is my conversation with Paul. Well, Andrew, I'm, I'm interested in hearing more about uh, some of the details around investing in a pre-construction condo sort of uh, no money down so in my situation uh, financing a down payment through a, um, a secured line of credit and then obtaining a mortgage uh, secured against our our existing residential house and so just wanted to hear more about the details of that and particularly around that down payment um, you know in your experience, is it better to carry that down payment on a credit line, which is say prime plus one, or to try and pay that off as we go? Yeah, so great question. Yeah, so you're wondering about like using a line of credit um, to invest in pre-construction and, and sort of how that mechanics of that, how it kind of works. Um, so uh, not to sound like a, a cop-out sort of answer or anything, but I guess it ultimately depends, you know, it depends on, on the situation and, and um, a number of different factors on, on how you might want to do that or if you might want to do that. But can you tell me a little bit more about your specific situation that you're, that are you, are you using a line of credit right now? And, yeah. And so, wondering what to do so we have a line of credit um, secured against our residential house, which is appreciated quite a, a bit since we bought it. Um, so we've actually, so Tom, maybe start there. Tell me about that. Like, so you, the house that you have. Yeah. So we, um, uh, we have about 300. How much of your mortgage? Yeah. yeah. So we have, you know, bought it for 430. Um, it was appraised recently at 720 uh, over nine years. It's kind of a crazy market where we are here. Um, so uh, took a, a secured line of credit against the house and made a down payment on a pre-construction condo that we're still in the process of, uh, of completing the down payments. Um, and then also have been pre-approved for a mortgage for that condo. And so, you know, from a... I guess from a cash flow perspective, wondering in the long term, is it better to pay down that line of credit, um, uh, assuming that the you know the the cash flow, that we would be cash flow neutral um, it, it, when uh, you know when we're renting the place, and uh, mm-hmm. even if we were slightly paying more than than uh, so cash flow negative, if we were having to pay a bit more in interest costs. Uh, but really, you know, is there a benefit to, to to doing that and writing off the interest or trying to pay down that credit line? You know, in the long run, we we don't need that equity that the credit line is tying up, and we don't need um, 
uh, yeah, I don't feel like we would need to pay it down um, from, from any sort of financial mm-hmm. plan, but just wondering, you know, from your perspective, right. uh, you know, what, what are some things to think about? Yeah. What's the move? Yeah. So yeah, generally speaking, I mean, uh, I've written a lot about using uh, HELOCs, line of credit, equity in your home to invest. Generally speaking, I think it's a great strategy. Generally speaking, I think that you know most people who have bought a house or any property, you know, sort of two, three years ago or beyond. Like if you've owned a property for any length of time in Southern Ontario, you probably have a tremendous amount of equity that you're sitting on. Um, and most people are just not utilizing that equity at all. And it's, it's really just uh, a waste of a, p- a very powerful resource to, to grow your wealth and to invest in real estate. Um, in terms of your specific situation, talking about you, you've used a line of credit to buy a pre-construction condo. Um, so that condo is not finished yet. You, you're, no, you're it's still, not finished. so you're making, still making those payments. It's under construction. Right. It's going to be finished approximately when? Uh, I think they're saying, uh, 2019. Okay. So about a year or so until it's done and you start being able to rent that out. Um, yeah. So, I mean, if you can purchase a property, uh, as you're sort of alluding to and have basically a hundred percent debt on it, no equity on it, you're using a line of credit for the down payment and then you're using a mortgage for the balance and you've put basically none of your own money into it. If you can find a property like that, that when you rent it out, it, it pays for itself or it comes very close to paying for itself. Um, to me, that's, you know, that's an amazing opportunity. That's a no brainer. Uh, you know, that's, that's fantastic to, to be able to find something yeah. that, that carries itself with essentially no money down of your own hundred percent debt. That's very hard to find. If, if you've got something like that, that's, you know, generally that's a great thing. Um, if you can hold a property like that, you know, over the long term, if you can, if you could keep doing that over and over and over again, um, and slowly growing your, your wealth and growing equity over time as that property appreciates, um, you know, that's a, that's a very good strategy. Obviously it's an aggressive strategy. Obviously it's a risky strategy because you've got no equity yeah. in the property. If the market ever goes down, you're in a negative equity situation very quickly. Um, but if you don't sell the property, then it's not an issue. If you're just renting it yeah. out continually and it's continually paying for itself, then that, you know, that downside risk is, it poses no harm to you unless you actually sell at a loss, Right. Right, right. Um, so that, I mean, that's one of the sort of mental traps that people fall into when it comes to this is thinking, you know, what if things go wrong? Well, yeah. it only goes wrong if you sell at a loss. That's right. right? So capitalizing that loss. Yeah. yeah. Um, but generally speaking, again, I mean, it, it sort of depends on, on what your tolerance is for risk, what your tolerance is for, you know, how much debt versus equity you, you sort of want to carry. Um, you know, most people would say probably take a strategy of basically using that using that uh, HELOC to pay for the down payment, and then sort of setting a goal to to um, pay off that uh, that debt. Which you know, the HELOC debt is going to be at a higher interest rate most likely than your mortgage debt. So you'd want to pay off that HELOC debt first before you pay off your mortgage debt. Pay off the higher interest uh, debt that's costing you more first, right. Um, before you, you, you start thinking about paying off your mortgage debt, which is at a lower interest rate. 
Right. Um, but yeah, so I mean, that that's that's one way to look at it. And then the way a lot of people look at it is sort of, okay, let's buy something pre-construction. We don't have the cash up front, but we do have this line of credit we can access. Uh, it's not going to be finished for three or four years. We'll take the next three or four years as it's being built and sort of slowly set aside money uh, from, from our income to pay down that um, line of credit. So that when the, the the building is done, boom, we have we have equity in it right away, and right. and hopefully, uh, obviously, hopefully, the property also has appreciated significantly from the time that you purchased a pre construction to the time it's actually finished, and you've got additional equity there as well. Right. Does that make sense? Yep. Yeah. And then. And then you would use that uh, potentially use the equity that's being built in the the condo um, to purchase another property. Is that kind of your strategy? That uh, yeah, I mean, uh, it's sort of a rinse and repeat idea. Um, and again, it's it's all about having a long term strategy um, and understanding that real estate's a long term game. You know, yeah. you start thinking in decades. You're not thinking in year to year. You're not thinking one property at a time. You're thinking you start thinking about building a portfolio of properties over decades. Um, and yeah, it's a rinse and repeat where you, you know, you can re you refinance these properties every, you know, three to seven years, depending on sort of, you know, how much the equity grows and you just continually reinvesting those, that equity into growing the portfolio into adding more properties. Um, in terms of how, much you leverage. I mean, it's going to depend on two main things. That is, you know, what your personal risk tolerance is for how much, you know, debt versus equity you want to have across your properties. And the other thing is just what you can get approved for, obviously with, with the, with the banks, you know, just because you have a lot of equity in a property doesn't necessarily mean you can get that out. Right. Um, you still have to qualify to pay for that debt you know, with the bank. So that's, that's what is one mistake that a lot of people don't realize. You know, some people, maybe they're self-employed, for example, um, they have a a lower income, but they do have a lot of equity, um, in their properties. So if without a decent or a high income, you're not going to get approved for those lines of credits to pull that equity out. Um, in a lot of cases, even if you have a lot of equity across these different properties over time, if you, if you don't show a strong income, um, if you don't have a good balance sheet, you know, personally, then you're not going to be able to get access to that um, equity in, in some cases. So that's also something to think about and to talk, obviously, with your with your mortgage broker, or your bank about and understanding, you know, you know, what you can qualify for and how that works. Now, the good thing is when you have these income, these rental properties is you're getting income from the properties, right? You're getting rental income from the property. So that is being added to your income. All right. So that counts as income for that, those calculations. Yeah. It's added, you know, that rental income is, is added to your income. And so it, it allows you to qualify for more. Um, once you have that income in place, once the property is is has been is being rented out, um, and it's not a, a paper pre-construction purchase anymore, it's a real property, right. and you're getting real income from that, and you can show the lease and everything to the bank, then that um, allows you to, uh, you know, potentially take on more um, okay. leverage moving forward. So, so would that be net income for the property, or just the revenue from the rent? Um, 
Uh, well, it, it, it depends. I mean, generally speaking, yeah, we're talking about net income. Um, but it, it depends on the lender and the the bank that you're talking to, how they're going to calculate that and how they're going to add that to your income. So some banks will, you know, they'll only take half of the rent or some banks will take all of the rent. You want to be working with, uh, banks who are investor friendly in that sense. So some banks are sort of not are, are, are the opposite of investor friendly and they're you know sort of backwards in their thinking and they're, and they're sort of they're taking half of your rent or something like that in some cases instead of actually looking at your real estate portfolio as as you know assets they're in a, they're looking at it as almost like their liabilities um and they're punishing right. you for having these these income producing properties which is you know completely asinine for those of us who understand real estate investing, but, um, not every bank is like that. So it depends from time to time. I mean, right now, uh, Scotiabank, CIBC, for example, tend to be very, uh, on the ball and forward thinking with, with understanding investment properties and working with investors who have multiple properties. Uh, but you know, policies, bank policies, mortgage policies change from time to time. So it, you know, it depends on when you need the mortgage and, and, uh, what banks are, are, you know, playing ball or, or not at the time. Okay. No, that's good. I think that's, uh, that's good advice. Um, yeah, the, you know, the property that we have is, is, uh, we purchased it below the market price for similar properties that are already, uh, being rented. Amazing. Uh, yeah. In Kitchener. So it's a, a bit of a booming market. So yeah. Um, so, what what are the details on the unit? Like, what did you pay for? Yeah, we got a one bedroom rent out for. Yeah, we got a one bedroom, uh, one bathroom. I think it's uh, six hundred square feet, including a, a balcony. Uh, it's the Charlie West uh, um, development, which overlooks Victoria Park in Kitchener. It's part of the. It's in the innovation district where Google and um, a bunch of other high tech companies are. Yep. Um, close to transit, so it seems like a good uh, right on right on the new uh, rapid transit LRT line. Um, so we got it for three eighty four, including parking and a storage unit. Um, current mark current rental is probably around fourteen hundred. Um, anticipating for that fourteen fifty a month. Uh, so, so we bought it for 385, and there are some resale condos that may be one or two years old in, in the similar area by the same developer that are um, above 400 right now. Above 400, nice. Yeah. yeah. So you've, uh, yeah. So you've certainly got some equity there. In terms of the, I mean, looking at those numbers, 384 purchase price, renting it for 14 to 1450. Um, so, you know, that's, you're definitely not going to be able to have ca- uh, positive cash flow on that with, with hundred percent financing. You probably, even at 20%, even at 20% equity, 80% mortgage on something like that, you're, you're, you're still probably going to be short, yeah. um, short on that. You no, know, I'm actually, I'm actually, uh, from a cash flow I just, basis. let me just double check my numbers here. Cause I think I'm out by a hundred thousand. I think we bought it for 284. And current ones are, okay. <laughs> are selling for three, 
350. Yeah, that sounds more. Yeah, there you go. That sounds better. Yeah. That sounds better. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I was up by 100. Yeah. So, oh, it's, that, that's a good time to be wrong, uh, to be up by 100. Um, yeah. So, that's that sounds great. That sounds a lot better. So, yeah, if, if you're talking about you bought it for 284, that's, right. that's in, incredible. Uh, yeah. One bedroom with parking, 284. Um, incredible price. So, yeah, if you, if you can rent that out for, 1450 then with 20% down that would be cash flow positive with 0% down probably not but as you said you're 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 maybe a couple hundred bucks a month uh rough numbers just back of the napkin here yeah. you probably maybe a couple hundred bucks a month negative cash flow so um but uh again you might have a scenario where is you know you can refinance it as soon as the property is done and pull some equity uh out of that and you know you, you there's different ways you could uh oh, you could reinvest yeah. that equity you could pay off you could pay off that line of credits that was sitting there that you used in the first place um but yeah if, if you bought it for 284 and and it's worth you know 50 or or 80 or 100,000 more you know you could basically refinance it and pull some equity out immediately as soon as as soon as you're as soon as it's done as soon as you start renting it out right okay because we haven't even written the mortgage yet. It's just been approved. So at the time of completion, we could have it appraised. And then um, even at that time, rewrite it, the mortgage. Okay. Yeah, that's what, that's what some people do. And again, talk to your mortgage broker for strategy, specific strategies around that. But um, what some people do, because often your you know, pre-construction condo, by the time it's built, it's gone up so much in value. Um and people, you want to access that potentially right away. So what, what you can even do is just uh, close on the property, get your mortgage on the first day and basically have an open mortgage and then refinance it immediately like on the second okay. day. In the old days, you used to be able to do both like on the day of closing, like finance it and refinance it all in one sort of shot. But um that's right. become harder to do. So most most bank now you're you're looking at closing on it, uh, and then basically having an open mortgage, and then the very next day refinancing okay. it. And so there's there's some you know there's some fees sure. involved with that, but it's it's pretty nominal compared to the amount of equity that you're going to be right. Able to pull and then either and then immediately pay off that line of credit or um, look for another opportunity. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Depending on, yeah, depending on what you want to do with that cash and what your overall debt and equity situation is and looking at your principal yep. residence and, you know, taking into the different factors that are right. for your situation. And provided there's a lease signed on the, on the property that's closing. So, yeah. 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 Generally speaking, you're going to get your keys and you're going to get occupancy of the unit before your closing takes place. So that's a nice, another nice thing about buying pre-construction is it gives you some flexibility in that respect where you can actually go to the bank when you're getting your mortgage and say, I need a mortgage on this property that I don't technically own yet, but it's already rented out and I already have a lease in place and the income is already there. Yep. Yep. Right. So the bank, that, that's a unique thing about uh, an advantage in a way of the, the condo pre-construction condo process where you have occupancy before you have final closing is you've got, uh, you've actually got income coming in on the asset before That's you great. even own the asset. And the bank looks at that and says, Oh wow. Okay. So here's your personal income. 
Uh, oh, and you also have income coming in from this property, rental income, and even though you don't even own the property yet. Uh, so we're going to add that to the equation and do the numbers that way. So it's it's uh, it helps yeah. you out. In okay, that that's great. That's really helpful, Andrew. I appreciate uh, appreciate the answers there and the time. Sure. Yeah. No problem. Um, yeah. Are you looking at uh, Are you looking at adding more units? Are you wanting to close on this I, one I before think you that, get to the I next one? Or where, your, yeah, I think that's where we're at now. It's uh, this is our entry into the market, and uh, kind of want to see how this goes and uh, learn a few things. Um, but yeah, I think we'd close on this one and then look at our next one. But yeah, it sounds like you're, I mean, the first one you've sounds like you've done very well already. You're on, you're doing exactly what you want to do. If you got it for 284, that's perfect. Um, you'll have some major equity in that just as soon as you close on it. So that's, that's great. Yeah. I see, um, a, a similar unit down the road selling, selling right now for 360. Um, so it's already, you know, below market and, and renting for 1400. So I think we're, our numbers are good here. So, yeah. 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 I mean, if, if you got a, a property like that in an area like that transit, the, the LRT and everything is coming in there. Um, downtown kitchen or a lot of jobs and everything coming in, as you mentioned, that's, you know, that's a great, that's a great long-term hold on something like that. If it pays for itself, yeah, so it, you know, yeah. That, that's a great unit. Yeah, I think we're. Uh, I think it was a good uh, entry point anyway for us. So excellent. Yep, great. Thanks for listening to the Ask Andrew podcast. To get your question answered, just go to askandrewpodcast.com and click Ask a Question.